Hello everyone and welcome to the Job Hunting Podcast. I'm Renata Bernardi, your host, and in this podcast I give you tips, advice, and I interview experts to help you nail your next job and have the best career. A career that ties your dreams and your life together and not only pay the bills, but also moves you towards your goals and aspirations. I want to apologize, first of all, for skipping a week last week. You may have noticed that this podcast has weekly episodes, but last week, well, it was a very messy week and there was no way I could make it work. If you follow me on Instagram and Facebook, you may have seen my announcement saying it just It was just too much to juggle and I decided to focus on getting my website back and running again. I had major problems with my website halfway through a website update and I have done a bit of work and I've updated it and press reset as I do with your career. I have pressed reset with the podcast and everything and I just had to let that week go. Had this podcast been going on for longer, I would have reposted an older episode, but because we're young, it's too early to do that. So I hope you didn't mind too much. Anyway, here we are with our last companion episode for the 31 Days of Actions. It's so exciting to finally release it and wind down this project, which I started on the 1st of January. And of course, I've started something new already uh, with the website update and all. In fact, I am reviewing all of my offerings Uh, with um, the help of you, the listeners out there that have booked the time to speak with me. Thank you so much. Um, If you've been following this podcast, I've been inviting you to um, book a time to speak to me so that I can help you and you can help me provide uh, me with ideas so that I can develop better content for you. It's wonderful to get to know you and have that personal uh, interaction with my listeners and also to be able to help you if I can, as well as get some inspiration for my future projects and the podcast episodes that are coming up. If you want to have a session with me, it's still available and it's free. There's no commitment. Just go to my show notes and I'll have a link there for you to um, um, join um, our community and book your um, free session. Or if you remember uh, (laughs) and you don't want to look at the show notes, it's my website address, renatabernardi.com forward slash join, renatabernardi.com forward slash join. Now in this episode, we will discuss my final seven actions from the 31 days of actions to reset your career. I left these ones for last because they are just as important as the first ones, but you should follow on from the first actions, which are more the foundation steps in resetting your career, whereas these seven last ones are the next step up to elevate your game. So today I was watching my favorite YouTube channel, it's called Sailing La Vagabond, uh, where this gorgeous Australian couple sail around the world in their catamaran and Riley, the sailor, was getting ready for a transatlantic crossing, which is a major undertaking. And he's doing all of these steps in preparation and he said something really wise that really resonated with me. He said that the last 5% 
of the tasks you need to do are incredibly hard and time consuming to get that 100% done and ready for the transatlantic um, crossing. But you need to do it all to get everything ready for the trip, right? You really need to prepare and be 100% ready for that challenging journey. Um, so, you well, career enthusiast, these are the seven cr crucial lessons that are some of what you need to do for your last 5% to, to get ready and have a successful career transition, job search strategy, career progression, and so on. So just a, a bit of contest, uh, context, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't listened to the previous ones, uh, I've been making um, podcast episodes as companion to the 31 Days of Actions to Reset Your Career, which is a project that started on the 1st of January, ended on the 31st of January on both um, my Instagram account and my Facebook page. In fact, I also added all of those steps to my LinkedIn company page. So every day I posted something that you could do to um, action and reset your career. And the um, episodes uh, for January and this final one in February are companions to those 31 days of action posts from my um, social platforms. So as always, like everything I do, um, like the job hunting made simple framework that I teach, the work I do with my private clients that I coach and mentor, and the Reset Your Career project that I'm sharing with you, I do this so that you don't have to learn it the hard way like I did. The 31 days of actions I created to showcase to you the value of having guidance and coaching, being strategic, having someone giving you advice, tips, checklists that you can follow to improve your game, to get you in the habit of investing in your career and quite frankly, in your bread and butter. It amazes me that we invest in cars, health, dogs, kids, hair, basically everything but our careers. The value of that you can get from a coaching program or a self-coaching strategy can and should last you two to three years if you do that strategically. So keep that in mind as you start planning for your future and um, want to get help with those crucial 5% tasks and the planning that can literally be instrumental in you achieving your success faster, quicker, and more efficiently. So I would really like you to consider embracing this opportunity to have a free consultation with me. Just go to the show notes, like I said, find the link and let's have a chat. You've got nothing to lose and I'm confident that you you will get invaluable tips during our time together when we have our session. Okay, so without further ado, let's start with the final seven steps, the ones that can elevate your game as you apply for jobs and enable your career growth. So number one is register to attend a professional event. We discussed this already in a previous episode, I believe it was number 11, what to invest in when you are job hunting. 
That episode is jam-packed with tips and advice so that you only spend money when and if it's important for your job search. But let's recap on events attendance and why it's important for your job hunting strategy and your career progression. Let's start with events you can attend on a budget. Use an app like Eventbrite and search for professional events in your local area. There are dozens of conferences, symposiums, special lunches. For example, I really like the Melbourne Innovation Week. The events are free or very accessible. They're starting, um, they're happening fairly soon. If you're based in Melbourne like I am, have a look at their website. There are several other lunches and events organized by lean-in chapters, councils, co-working spaces, and so on, which are around $30, $50. I'm talking Australian dollars, but you get the picture. They are focused on specific sectors and topics which you can attend and learn, but also network and socialize. There may be job opportunities that you are made aware of through these events. I mentioned also in that podcast that I recently spoke at a free lean-in function in Melbourne hosted by uh, AGL, an energy company, and at that event they announced that they had several positions opened and they invited guests to speak to um, AGL employees during that event. Now, if you can spend a bit more, attend paid networking events. There is a difference between the ones I proposed before, which are more for you to sort of get your feet wet and, you know, get warm in terms of um, developing your networking skills, developing your pitch, socializing with peers, uh, getting intelligence from the market. And the ones that I'm proposing here now, which are a bit more of an investment, I am suggesting that you attend what I call thought leadership events, where decision makers are present. These are people who may be potential employers and can be looking for talent. In Australia, I suggest see this state of the state addresses. I think they're really good, very well attended. Chartered accountant, CEO, for, sorry, CFO forums, or events organized by chambers of commerce in Australia. I, I highly I have high regard for the Australian British Chamber of Commerce, the American Chambers, the German. Um, they're all very good, well organized, well attended events. They're attended by captains of industry, not only on stage, but also um, as guests. Um, so when job hunting, be aware that these are important opportunities for you to pitch and get known and socialize and network with people that can potentially be your future bosses. And think about your career in the long term as well. If you want to operate within a sector and industry, those industry specific events uh, would be very important for you to um to to participate. When job hunting, I'd like to um tell my clients to be careful with conferences. They are expensive and, and, and they are good places for you to meet your peers and learn important technical aspects of your profession. Being up to date with innovation, new systems, new research, new technology is all very important. But it's also, if you're on a budget, you also can easily do that from home if you have time and and you're organized and disciplined about it. 
unless you are in academia. So if you're a, a senior lecturer and you're um, on a tenure track, or you want to um, progress in your academic career, then conferences are, of course, really important for you. But for people like you and me in the corporate sector, public sector, people in attendance at conferences may not have the authority to hire you. So keep that in mind and use your budget wisely while you're job hunting and in between jobs. There are several exceptions to this rule. Uh, in Australia, I would say that conferences around the mining sector, if the mining sector is your sector, they are really important to attend. But I say this from experience, people will usually overly invest in technical knowledge they already have or that it's easy for them to access or even um, acquiring additional degrees, going back to study for a master's or an MBA, which may not give the return on their investment in getting the next job, a highly paid job quickly. I explained this at length in my course, The Job Hunting Made Simple, but for now, remember to attend networking event, events, exchange business cards, and connect with these people on LinkedIn, including the see the speaker, the see the staff, um, the chamber people, the council people. They are your connections for life once you meet them and you connect with them. So make sure that you keep in touch. These things don't just happen overnight. These are networking opportunities that will um, um, flourish in the long term. Number two, stop saying sorry all the time. I want you to start developing the habit of replacing um, the following. Sorry to interrupt, replace it with, I'd like to add that, blah, blah, blah. Replace, I'm sorry we couldn't meet with, such a pity we couldn't meet. <laughs> what else? Um, I'm sorry, but I don't understand. Replace it with, I don't understand. Or I'm sorry if this is not what you want to hear with, what I'm about to say may be out of the box, but blah, blah, blah. And if you're sorry that you're late, then you're sorry that you're late. Use the word sorry when you really mean it and when it's needed, because if you're late, you should apologize. All of the previous examples I told you before, it's just a cultural fix. It's just something that we've kind of been programmed almost to say, but I want you to elevate your leadership game to become more uh, certain and confident about your skills, about what you bring to the team and, and to be perceived as an up and coming leader and a rising star and saying sorry all the time will not help you. Number three, book a meeting with your manager. So if you've been following the 31 days of actions, the project that I mentioned before on my Facebook page, Instagram, and on my LinkedIn page, by now you have done quite a lot. Give yourself a pat on the back and now it's time for you to start taking some action. It would be a good time, in fact, to address some of your career ambitions with your manager. When you book a meeting, remember to first listen. Ask him or her to tell you about the key themes for the company this year. Learn as much as you can from the current strategy or the up and coming strategy development. What are the most important aspects of the 
company strategy, what are the most important aspects of your boss's work and their KPIs and what they need to achieve. Clarify what you need to do to support him or her and maybe even share with them your career interests and ambitions. But first of all, listen, because there will be a lot there that you can learn about how you can match your performance and the amount of um, dedication and time, things that you need to prioritize. Sometimes you may think that your priorities are X, Y, and Z when they are ABC. So it's really important to have those frank, open conversations, but to listen to what is expected of your managers and what the manager is focusing on so you can then support him or her in him or her in achieving that and sometimes this is made very clear in many workplaces but sometimes it's not when you book your free consultation with me we can use that time to help you get ready for this meeting it's important to use that time really well especially if it doesn't happen that often i don't know where you're at in your career but i've been in roles where i was you know quite senior or sometimes junior but i could only have a good chat with my manager every 60 days and um, those were really important meetings and I remember being um, quite strategic in planning my time I knew I didn't have a lot of time you also need to allow for the fact that the manager hasn't seen you in a while or hasn't had the opportunity to speak to you in a long time and they may have a jam-packed agenda as well so you might have only a little bit of time to share important things that you need to share so you have to have a very um, sophisticated way of approaching it so that you leave that meeting feeling like your manager uh, was able to deliver their message and that you were also able to make your case make a call to action um, get the information that you needed out of that meeting because it will only happen again in 30 40 60 days so um, be very strategic about that Number four, send two thank you notes. Now, University of Texas Austin has done research extensively on this topic, the topic of um, thanking people and connecting with people in that way. The results are really important for you because writing thank you notes improves your well-being as well as the well-being of the letter recipient. And it's not only that, it's also the fact that those genuine, authentic and positive connections that you build with people long term are what you really want to build in your life and in your career. They are really powerful links. And when you continue to invest your time in building those relationships with people in a way that um, affects you both um, Uh, personally and professionally you are building a solid foundation for you to thrive as a person and as a professional so here's a quote from the researcher that I really like what we saw is that it only takes a couple of minutes to compose letters like these thoughtful ones and sincere ones it comes at little cost but the benefits are larger than people expect 
On the episode 5 of the Job Hunting Podcast, I go into more detail about the importance of giving thanks. You can find the audio and the blog post um, on the episode show notes or just go to anywhere where you're listening to this podcast and find um, episode number five. Talking about number five, now action number five is it's time to update your LinkedIn profile especially the LinkedIn summaries. They are really tricky business. I'm not going to lie to you. You need to follow your sector trends as well as the trends for 2020. So if you haven't updated your LinkedIn summary in, let's say, two, three years, it is out of date, not only because you have progressed in your career, but because LinkedIn habits have and trends have progressed as well. Now, when in doubt, be conservative. Some summaries I see listed as top summaries on LinkedIn. Uh, These are the best 10 summaries from LinkedIn. Those articles are interesting reads and the summaries themselves are really interesting and creative as well, but not exactly great for job hunters. So here are my top 10 tips. First of all, make it really personal. Write in first person. Use I. Think about the reader and what they want to read about you, not what you want to say about your career. Write it in Word or Google Doc. Check for spelling. Sleep on it. Check again. Check the wording again. Send to a friend who loves English. Ask them to review it and only then you publish it. Use dot points, use action verbs, and if you're in between jobs, finish the summary with an invitation to catch up. You've got nothing to lose. I have seen many people have put their um, mobile phones there. If you're not comfortable with it, at least put your email address, not only in the contact details, but also in the summary. If you need help getting it ready, you can use our free consultation to discuss this. One way that I would suggest you do is when you book your time with me, there will be a few questions for you to answer. Just add your LinkedIn profile URL there in one of the question boxes, and then I can have a look and I'd love to help you and give you some advice on your summary. And in return, you'll be helping me. So it's a win-win for us. Now, number six, get to know two recruiters who are specialized in your sector. Two is just the beginning. You should have a spreadsheet with the key recruiters in your sector and in your, in your region. And this is easily done. Go to job boards. Um, so in Australia, for example, we have seek.com, but everywhere you've got LinkedIn and Indeed, right? And you don't need to apply for roles, but you need to search for roles you would like to apply in the future. Check which recruitment organizations are advertising and you will see that if you are uh, looking for jobs in a specific sector, for example, health, um, or if you are looking at specific roles, for example, customer experience, marketing, there will be recruiters that show up again and again. The name of the recruiter may be listed there as well as the recruitment company. If not, go to the website and check the website. Now, what you do then is you go to LinkedIn and you follow these recruiters. 
do not connect with them. See the difference on my post from day 13, from the 31 days of actions, between following people on LinkedIn and connecting with people on LinkedIn. You don't want to be connected with a lot of recruiters on LinkedIn because other people that will search for you will see all of those new connections being recruiters, headhunters and whatnot. And it will just, you might not want to, people to know that you are job hunting. So that's probably not a good idea. So usually I recommend that people follow because when you follow, um, the posts from that recruiter will show up in your LinkedIn feed. So if they are advertising positions in the future, you will know about them. And of course, the more you search on LinkedIn, uh, for, in LinkedIn jobs, LinkedIn has an algorithm. So if you search, for example, for project manager jobs on LinkedIn, you will see that LinkedIn start feeding you, starts feeding you with more and more project management jobs as well. And that's good too. You can use that to improve your understanding of what the position descriptions look like, what the responsibilities are, what, you know, the wording and the narrative around uh, those project management roles in the sector that you're in. And you will find out that some recruiters um, show up again and again. So keep doing this for a few days or weeks and you will soon have a good list of people who can eventually help you get a job. Now, if you want to consider taking a step further and getting in touch with them or applying for a job, remember that I have a free email template to help you connect with headhunters, recruiters and hiring managers. The link to the email template is on my website and I will also include it on the episode show notes. Number five, invest in your career development. Now, this is the final day of actions for the 31 days of actions to reset your career. And oh, I'm delighted that this project uh, has happened and it's now done. I've been busy getting these 31 actions ready for you. And I hope that you have enjoyed them and used them. So make them a checklist for you. Um, you can use them anytime. Please comment below um, on my Instagram posts or send me a direct message. I'd be delighted to hear from you if you've been implementing them, if you have different new actions that you would like to share with me or things you would like me to um, um, address in the future in, in future episodes of this podcast. And if you're not yet subscribed to this podcast, do so. If you're not yet subscribed to my newsletter, do so now. This is the easiest and cheapest way for you to take action and um, have strat strategic thinking around investing in your professional development and career development. I will be sure to keep you accountable. And in this way, we can continue to work together and invest in your career. If you are considering going a step further and investing in your career, I'd love to help. With the link below, you can contact me for free. There will be no commitment, nothing to sell, just a consultation. My goal is to give you guidance. What is keeping you awake at night? What are your next steps that you want to take? Why are you not getting interviews if you are applying for jobs? Why is it taking so long for you to get your next job? So if you have questions like that, uh, it will be nice for us to chat and try to uh, dig deep and uncover um, some of the reasons and some strategies that you can implement straight away. 
when I posted the 31 days of actions on Instagram, I got some interesting comments, but I did get more so for this final one, the invest in your career development. And it was great to see some good feedback from you, my followers. And I'm glad that this is starting to resonate strongly with so many of you. I think the recruitment and selection process um, is structurally very heavily weighted and biased towards the employer. And it can be very lonely and an uncertain experience for the candidate. So my goal really is to change that, right? So my goal is to give the candidates, you, if that's the case, if that's where you are in your career, give you more weight, more power and more knowledge so that you can approach this process at, you know, equal grounds with the recruitment and selection um, panel. Now that's all for this episode, my friends. I look forward to sharing more tips and ideas with you next week. I'm glad to inform you that I have quite a few interviews booked for future episodes and I think you're going to really enjoy listening to different stories and different voices, not just my voice all the time, having different perspectives from different people. Remember to subscribe and that this is your podcast and these episodes can pop in your inbox every week if you do so, if you subscribe to my newsletter. Uh, together with important announcements and news from me and some extra resources that I curate specially for my community. Bye for now and I'll talk to you again next week.